and this is Destiny Church, and this is our Tuesday night or midweek service, and I am excited to bring the Word of God. I'm just going to open up really quick with a prayer, and we're going to get started. Father, I thank you right now that as I decrease, Father God, you increase in me. Speak through me, Father. I invite you in. I invite your presence, your power, and your anointing in this place. Have your way, Father God, through these through in this church, Father God, and with our online service. I just want to thank you for the opportunity to speak your word. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, so last week, uh, I just, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to recap real quick um, because I, I want to I continue to lay this foundation and for you to understand where we're coming from. Psalms 115, 15 through 16. And it says... By God who made heaven and earth, may you be blessed by God who made heaven and earth. The highest heavens belong to the Lord, but the earth he has get, put man in charge of. He has put us in charge of the earth. That, that happened all the way back in Genesis. And if I can turn to Genesis, none of these scriptures are up there. I'm just throwing them out there just so you'll know where I'm coming from. So when in the beginning, when God created heavens and the earth, and he created, when he created it, he just spoke it into existence. He had, a, he had an idea of what he wanted, and he spoke it. And then he says, right after that, he says, let us make man in our image and in our likeness and let them have complete authority over the fish of the seas and over the birds of the air. And he tells you everything that you have um, of power and authority over. And then verse 27 says, so God created man in his image and in the image and likeness of God, he created him male and female. And he says, I'm skipping on down to verse 28. And he says, and, and let them have dominion over all the earth. And this is, the, to me, one of the most important parts. He says, and over every living creature that moves upon the earth. So I want you to think about it. What moves? Viruses. Viruses move upon this earth. And that's where I'm coming from. I'm coming from the place that we had great expectations for the year 2020. We had great expectations and there were great prophecies that went forth. There were all these great words about 2020 being the year of vision or being the year that, that uh, vision is, is not only laid out, that, that we start to walk in the vision that God has given us. This is the year. But now all I see are the memes and, and the gifts talking about, let's call it a year, let's start all over next year, uh, and, and just really discounting this year because of COVID. So we have allowed something that we have power, that we have dominion, and that we have authority over to dictate our, our lifestyles. And that is just not so. That's not who we are in the kingdom. That's not who God called us to be. In, in Psalms 115, verse 16, he says he's put us in charge of the earth. So we're responsible for what's going on and how long it goes, actually. Because it is our words that we speak that change things. It is our words that we speak. When you speak death, you will get the fruit of death. When you speak life, you will get the fruit of life. What are you speaking? So this is, this is really a call for all the prophets to rise up, for, for the apostles to rise up. It is a call that we rise up as Christians in this world 
and, and, and speak what God wants us to speak over this earth. Okay? All right. So just to lay that as a quick little foundation, I'm going to start with Matthew um, 11 and 12. And it says, And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. And so the way I look at this scripture, I look at it probably differently from other people, but I feel like that we have been taking blow after blow after blow, but we have got to rise up as, and we're not the army of God. You know, everybody, you know, says that in every denomination, you know, that there is that we're the army of God. No, we have an army at our disposal. We have the angels that have been sent as to the heirs of salvation, and they obey the word of God. So when you send forth a word, angels are, are going, and they are, are, they are carrying that word. They're making sure that that word is being heard or that that word is being answered, I should say. So we are the heirs of, of, of salvation, and we have an army of the Lord at our disposal, and, and, and we're going to get a little bit more into that towards the end. I have a, 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 a very special guest that is going to give um, and talk about the vision that God has given him, and, and I think it is uh, vitally important for us to hear this word and for it to go across the airways because there are people that have been waiting on this word. And there are people that need to know what they have at their disposal when they're in the kingdom. And that is what, that, that I, I teach from a kingdom perspective because that is what Jesus ushered in. And it is so important to understand that what we have at our disposal. So I'm going to keep going. So Isaiah 38, 1 through 5. And this is what it says. In those days, Hezekiah became mortally ill, and Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amoz, came to him and said to him, Thus says the Lord, Set your house in order, for you shall die and not live. Then Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord and said, Remember now, O Lord, I beseech you, how I have walked before you in truth and with a whole heart, and have done what is good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. I, I, I want to pause right there just for a second. So he got news that to get his house in order. And, and God sent the word and said, you know, your time is up. You're going to die. And Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed. And he reminded God of, of, of what he has done, the good he has done, and how he had a loyal heart, and, and, and how he walked before God uh, honorably. And, and, this, and, and God, this is what God said. He said, The word of the Lord came to Isaiah, saying, Go and say to Hezekiah, Thus says the Lord, the God of your father David, I have heard your prayers. I have seen your tears. Behold, I will add 15 years to your life. Okay? So I want, I want you to look here and, and, and see what just transpired. God gave a word, and Isaiah's, I mean, Hezekiah's words, his prayer, turned God's heart. Hezekiah got a word of death. 
And I feel like that that's what America, that's what the world has gotten. It's got a word of death since the, you know, the, I guess the earlier part of March um, and the end, towards the end of last year, they said that they were seeing this come about. This, and I'm, and I'm referring to the uh, COVID-19, right? This, this virus that has come in and that it has taken over. And all we hear on a daily basis is death, 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 the death toll and all these things. But what I want to see, I want, what I want to show you is what Hezekiah did. All Hezekiah did was humbled his heart, turned his face towards the wall, and he prayed, and he wept, and he prayed. And God, at that, before um, Isaiah even got out of the gates of his home, that's how quickly the answer came. It came before he stepped outside of the gate off his property. God heard his prayer and answered him and added 15 more years to his life. Now listen, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm using this as an example as how God can answer prayer quickly. And I know there's a lot of things that happened after, you know, Hezekiah was, you know, the 15 more years that were added to his life and all the things that happened after that. That's not what I want to discuss. What I want to discuss is he got a word that was not good and he turned God's heart by reminding God of who he was and whose he was. And God honored that. How much more will God honor our prayers, our decrees, and our declarations when we turn our face towards the wall, when we put our whole focus on him, when we're not allowing the distractions of the world to get, off, get us off course, but when we turn around and face the wall or get in your prayer closet and you just and your focus is on him and on his promises, how quickly will the answer for, for this mess to, to cease and desist from happening in this earth? That's the power that we have as kingdom citizens. That's the power we have as the governing agents in this earth. That's the power and authority that we have to walk upon this earth and not, not anything will affect us. Not anything will hurt us or harm us because we are in alignment with God and we know his promises and we're not judging things with our flesh. We're not judging things with our natural eyesight, with our, with our senses, but we are walking this thing out by faith because we serve a faithful God. And he has not forgotten or he will never forfeit on one of his promises. He is faithful, trustworthy, and true. And, and I think what's happened is, is that we're being inundated by, by the words that are coming from the news and, 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 and from all these different sources. And I'm not against watching the news. I watch the news on a daily basis. But that news does not have precedence over the word of God in my life. I just use that as a source so I will know what's happening in the world because I meddle some. I like to know what's going on. Okay? All right. Okay. But I want to finish this scripture here. Isaiah 38, verse 18 and 19. And this is what it says. It says, 
for the dead cannot praise you. For the dead or the grave cannot praise you. This is what he's saying. He's saying, if I'm dead, I'm, I'm, I'm not of any use. How can I praise you? How can I do the work of the ministry? How can I continue to, to, to usher in the kingdom and your presence and your peace and joy and show people and demonstrate the power and the authority of God in the earth if I'm dead? This is a great scripture. This is, this is, this is prayer worthy. This is what you can pray. Those, there are those under the sound of my voice that are, that are sick and that are in distress. And this is your prayer. This should be your prayer tonight. Isaiah 38, 18 through 19. For the dead cannot praise you, Father. For the dead cannot praise you. They cannot raise their voices in praise. Those who go down to the grave can no longer hope in your faithfulness. Only the living can praise you as I do today. Man, is that not a good word? Is that not a, a prayer directive? You know, for all those that have been sick, of all, and I don't care what kind of sickness it is, you know, the dead cannot praise you. So, Father, in order to, 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 to fulfill the assignment that you have given me, Father, I need to be alive, and I need to be healthy, and I need to be whole, and I need to be walking in the power and authority that you have given me. For the dead, the grave, cannot praise you. I want to lift up my voice on a daily basis and praise him and give him glory and give him honor because I know what that does. I know it shifts the atmosphere. I know that he comes in. He comes rushing in. He says he inhabits the praises of his people. And I want him to inhabit my atmosphere, my home, everywhere I go. Every time I open my mouth, I want to praise him and please him in everything that I do. But if I'm dead, I cannot do that. Only the living can. And only the living can, can, can fulfill the assignment and the mandate that, that has been placed on your life, on their lives. Amen? 19 says, only the living can praise you as I do today. Each generation tells of your faithfulness to the next. It's good stuff. Okay, I'm going to keep it moving. So this is where I'm at, you know, because I, one of my favorite subjects to teach on is um, your speech and how important your speech is. So the reason why I went back to Genesis is because we were made in his image and in his likeness. And God is a creative. When, when God spoke, you know, the creation was made, right? And this is what it says. It says Hebrews 11. And it says, by faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command, that what we see did not come from anything that can be seen, right? So listen, so don't think that your prayers are failing because I know I hear people saying, I've been praying against this, I've been praying against this, or whatever it is that you're praying, don't quit, don't give up, don't be shook at this moment, don't, don't, don't stop praying because your prayers are moving this virus. Don't govern it by what you see. Don't govern it by what you hear. Just keep decreeing and declaring the word of God. So God, as, as, as I just read in Hebrews, he says, by faith we understand that the entire universe, the entire world was framed by the word of God so that the things 
which are seen. We're not made of things which are visible. So we don't have to, to rely on our natural eyesight to know that something is moving. And I'm here to tell you that it is moving. It is moving. God hears your prayers. God is moving on your behalf. God has put a, put a, put a, a fortified the walls around your life to protect you from all sickness and disease. He has. He has. And we just had the Lord's Supper this past Sunday. And I read a scripture out of, out of Corinthians that talked about um, how we've got to uh, discern his body. And what he's saying is, is that you've got to know that what he suffered, bled and died for, that when you take the Lord's Supper, that you're taking that, and your, your, your body and his blood and are commingling with what he's already accomplished. So that scripture that says, by his stripes we were healed, already done. Because God already made provisions for your healing on the cross. He made provisions for your healing before the foundation of the earth was even made. Before he spoke it, he says, I already know what's going to happen. I know when it's going to happen. I've already written a book on your life. And I've already put in everything that you need for, for, for life and godliness. Everything. Everything. So when you take the Lord's Supper, and I'm encouraging you, all those that are suffering with sickness, you know, to take the Lord's Supper on a daily basis. But when you take it, discern the body. Know that when Jesus got up, he didn't get up. He wasn't weak. He wasn't diseased. He wasn't infected with sickness and disease and viruses. No, he got up with all power in his hand. He got up and he got up healed. He got up when he was, he was, he was made brand new. So when you take that, that's the mindset that you have to have, is that because he got up, guess what? I'm getting up. Because he did this for my healing, guess what? When I take this, I know I am going to be healed. And that's what you have to understand. So when, going all the way back, us being made in his image and in his likeness, I know that was a long sidebar, and I know you're like, where is this woman going? I don't know. I'm just being, I'm, I'm being led by the Spirit of God. And there was somebody out there that needed to hear about the Lord's Supper and what the Lord's Supper provides for you. It is the meal that heals, and you need to take it on a daily basis. So, when God made us, he says, I made you just like me. You are a chip off the old block. So because when I speak, I have creative abilities on the inside of me. God, that's God. When he spoke, the, everything was made. The universe was made. So guess what you have on the inside of you? Creative abilities. That's why he said, when you say to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou plucked up and thrown into the sea, that it will obey you. What is it? It's when you say it. Because he, he wants you to understand that there is power in you, in your words. When you speak, that things will obey, things will shift and come into alignment. So I, that, that's what I want you to understand. You're made in his image. You're made in his likeness. You're made to operate just like him. That's why I don't say things all willy-nilly. You can't. You know, because the spiritual ram doesn't know when you're just playing around. All it knows is that you release something. And the enemy is waiting on you to release the wrong words so that it can carry it out. 
And that's why you've got to watch what you say. And that you can't just say things in jest, right? Because those things, the spiritual realm is like, you know, guess what? They released it. These are the sons of the, most, of the most high God. They're made in his image. Everybody recognizes that except for us. So we always wonder why does, do all these things always happen to us? Well, what are you releasing with your mouth? What are you releasing? Because he says you will eat the fruit thereof, whether it's life or death. So let's speak life in this season. This season is the, this is the season for the sons of God to manifest. This is the season for us to recognize who we are in him. This is the season for us to rise up and speak to this mountain that is standing before us and not just sit back and accept what's happening and discount 2020. This is a great year. This is a powerful year. This is the year that we are going to be the overcomers. This is the year for the church to rise up. Uh, we started off hot. We really did. When, when all the churches were closed down, everybody was saying, oh, yes, the churches have been sent out, right? And now everybody's like, come on now. This is not the time to quit and to give up. This is still 2020, the year of vision. What do you see for your life and for your family in this season, in this year? Have you just given up and quit? Or are you ready to proceed forward with action? Okay. So 1 Corinthians 4 and 20. For the kingdom of God is not based on talk, but power. I read this scripture last week. Power. This is dunamis power. This power is, means that, it, 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 in the Greek, it means uh, a miracle, uh, miracles, abilities, and abundance. It means uh, force. It means strength. It means mighty works. That's what du dunamis power. For the kingdom of God is not in word. So no, I'm not, I don't say these things just to be saying them because they sound good. No, I expect the power. I expect dunamis power to back me up. I expect the kingdom to back me up. That's why I pray in every prayer. I pray your kingdom come, Father. Your will be done, Father. That's my prayer on a daily basis. It doesn't have to be anything, you know, long and lavish and, and whatever. All it has to be is precise and in, 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 in accordance with what his will is and what his word says. So I expect power. Okay, so in 1 Corinthians 15, 58, it says, this is my encouragement to you. It's, therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your toil is not in vain in the Lord. I'm going to read that again. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. And I want to know, why have you quit doing the work of the Lord? Why? He wants you to be faithful. He wants you to continue to be steadfast, unmovable, not wavering. And if you lack understanding or wisdom, he says, just ask a loving father and he will give you the wisdom that you need in this season. But he says, waver not. Waver not because the one that wavers will get nothing. Stop wavering in this thing. Stop quitting in this thing. Stop giving up. 
because you have broken ground and I see the seeds that you have planted and I see growth. That's what I see in the spirit right now. He says, don't give up that what you have toiled for, you're going to get and you're going to receive. I see a great harvest. I see a great harvest coming. I do. I see fruit. God's saying, don't quit. Don't give up. Stop looking with your natural eyes and trust me. My sons, my daughters, trust the word. He says, I am faithful, trustworthy, and true. I have never failed anyone, and I won't fail you. This is not the time to give up or quit. He says, yes, the kingdom has suffered violence, but the violent will take it by force. Who are the violent? It's us, the ones that don't quit, the ones that keep pursuing him and his face, face. He says, my glory shall cover the earth like the waters cover the sea. I want to see his glory. So again, I encourage you, don't quit. Don't give up. Don't falter because his promises are yes and amen. Amen? Okay. I want to remind you of what the Lord told me, and this was back in March when all of this was coming, coming up. And, and I was like, you know, how do I pray? How do I pray against this coronavirus? And this is what the Lord said. He says, daughter, when I have given you the seed of my word, you have, not, have you not used it to sow into the clouds? When you have spoken by your spiritual tongue, have you not spoken in a language that was yet to be interpreted? I have prepared you for such a time as this. He's not only prepared me, he's prepared you for such a time as this. He says, I have prepared you for such a time as this. You have already been praying in your spiritual language. This is why I encourage people to, if you're not, if you don't have your spiritual language, to get it. Because it is a weapon of power that you need. It is a weapon of warfare that you need in this season. He said, this is what the Holy Spirit said, you have already been praying in your spiritual language against the wiles of the devil around the world for many years. Your assignment was to pray over the governing territories that have been held under Satan's oppression, including pestilence released upon them even recently. So, if I, when I pray in my spiritual language, have been praying against the wiles of the devil, then what have you been praying against? You've been praying against the wiles of the devil, including pestilence. So that's why I'm telling you, don't give up. We are taking ground. We don't see it in the natural, but it is happening in the spiritual. All right, forgive me for yelling. But I'm telling you, when, when the, and this is what I, I know for sure, when the preaching anointing comes upon me, I get loud. <laughs> All right, so I'm, I'm going to stop with, with the word on right here, and I'm going to invite Pastor Kevin Rodriguez to come up. And um, he's, got, he's got a great word for us. He's, 
you, you know, um, I, I, will, I will prep it with this, that dreams, visions, prophecy are still relevant today. They have not gone away. And, he, and, and people are discounting their dreams because they don't understand them. And, 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 and what I'm saying in visions, God's given, given people visions just like right, right, right now, right just now, as I was preaching and I said, don't stop toiling. The ground has been broken. Your seed has been planted. I see growth. And that was what I saw in the spirit realm as I preached. I could see a vision of ground that had been broken seeds, words of God, promises of God that have been sown, and I saw growth. I saw supernatural growth, exponential growth. I saw growth in that very moment, and that's why I could, I could say that, you know, with preciseness and, 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 and excitement. So visions are, are, are critical right now. Dreams are critical right now. This is not the time for you to have a dream or a vision and set it on a shelf. This is not the time. This is the time that you start really seeking God to get an interpretation of what these dreams and what these visions actually mean. This is not uh, the time for you to write them all in a journal and close your journal and, and put it away. No because they mean something. You should start praying on them. You should diligently start seeking God on them so that you will get an understanding, so you will get knowledge. God's given us, given us uh, uh, understanding and wisdom in this, in this season. And a lot of that is coming through dreams. This, what I just read to you, what he spoke to me, what he reminded me of was a word that God gave me. What good would it do? And I know this word has encouraged someone. But what good would it do for me to get this word, write it down, close it up, and put it on a shelf? So what I'm saying is pay attention. Listen up. God is speaking to you. He is speaking to a lot of us in our dreams when we sleep at night because you're too busy during the day and you're too distracted. So pay attention because God never sleeps nor slumbers, right? So if God never sleeps nor slumbers, then he's doing something while he's up. So he's speaking to you. So listen up. Pastor Kevin? go all right so uh good evening i hope everybody's doing good uh yesterday uh yesterday we were talking uh me and pastor daisy and i think mama Lo was there as well and we were talking uh and i just happened to casually tell her one of my uh a vision that god had given me in uh september of 2017 and so i'll just tell you guys real quick uh because i want you guys to be encouraged 
because uh, I've said this numerous times, but I'm not special. I'm not any more uh, special than you. God can speak to you as well if you would just ask him uh, and be bold enough to prepare yourself for the answer. So um, pretty much, I'll, I'll keep it simple. The vision was uh, this. I wasn't sleeping. I was praying in a storage room. And I was praying, and, I, and as I was praying on my knees, I, I felt the glory of God, and the glory of God was terrifying. I have felt the presence of God, and the presence of God is amazing. It's as sweet as honey. Uh, you just want to stay there. You know, you don't want to come back. Uh, but the glory of God is terrifying. Uh, and if you don't believe me, read the book of Exodus, uh, when the glory of God came on Mount Sinai. It says it came in dark smoke and thunder, and the people were so terrified that they moved away and said, no, Moses, you talk for us. We can't handle it. it it's too much, okay? Um, and so I was experiencing the glory of God as I was on my knees, and I saw uh, China, and it was shaken as like a rug. I mean, it, it looked like something out of a movie. It looked like the entire, you know, the, that side of the earth was just shaken, to a degree where there's no way that the rest of the earth wasn't going to feel it. Uh, and I'm not saying that I knew that COVID-19 was going to happen before anybody else. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is that God showed me this, and, and then something else uh, happened that was really amazing. And, and as I was watching this take place, all of a sudden, I heard a trumpet blast. All of a sudden, I heard a trumpet blast. And all of a sudden, there was just a multitudes and multitudes of angels. And I'm not talking like Pastor DJ said on Sunday. You know, we're not talking about these little angels that fly around. I'm talking about warriors. And they were gathered and they were in horses and some were standing and they had armor on. Uh, and it was, you know, it was, it was amazing. But, but what, I wanted, what I want you guys to know and what I want you to be encouraged is that, one, God can speak to you just as he speaks to me, just as he just spoke to Pastor Daisy. Okay, you are no exemption. God can speak to you as well. Two, you have an amazing amount of angels at your disposal. You have, like Pastor Daisy said, armies of the living God at your disposal. You know, if you don't believe me, read the book of, uh, read the book of Daniel. You know, read, read the New Testament, what Jesus has to say about it. You know, uh, Pastor uh, DJ just spoke about that. You know, Jesus said, I have legions that I can use at my disposal if I want to. Uh, but... The thing is that, um, you know, even when we read the book of Daniel, we see that as soon as Daniel prayed, the archangel Michael, uh, actually Gabriel went out. Gabriel started fighting. All of a sudden, the archangel Michael came, and, you know, all these high-ranking angels start getting involved. And so you have that power. You have the power to be able to release angels and ask God for help and God be able to send high-ranking angels, okay, to help you. And so the, the vision was, was terrifying and, and, and amazing at the same time, but I remember asking God what was going on, and he said that he had heard the cries of his people. And so I was talking to Pastor Daisy and Mama Lo and a couple others last night at the prayer meeting here, uh, and I told them, you know, sometimes our worldview is so narrow because we forget everything else that's happening in the world. Sometimes we as Americans forget that there's still people dying for the gospel every single day. 
There's people that are persecuted. There's people that are hurt and beaten and killed for the gospel of Jesus Christ every single day. And sometimes it's easy to get into this normal, you know, American lifestyle. And, I, and I'm, you know, I'm guilty of it as well. So I'm not trying to bash anybody. But what I'm saying is that God told me that he had heard the cry of his people and he was going to the rescue. And that terrified me in such a way where I, I fell down and I started praying and interceding, not just for God's people, but for those who were oppressing God's people. Because the glory of God was so great, it terrified me that he was literally going to wipe out those people. And so, um, and so I just want to encourage you guys. To pray, I want to encourage you guys. I, I love what Pastor Daisy said. That's so awesome. Do not give up. If anything, this should be the time where you press in even further. Uh, it, I'm telling you, more is coming. More is coming. And uh, I was telling Pastor Daisy yesterday, you know, I firmly believe that more is coming. And it all, it's really all up to you and how you perceive it. You know, Jesus dying on the cross didn't seem good to Peter. And so Peter tried to rebuke Jesus. But Jesus said, behind me, Satan, because see, Jesus was in the realm of the spirit. And so there are some things that are going to come that's going to be bad and it's going to look bad. But those are the same things where God can bring glory to himself. If you would be ready, if you would turn your heart to God and be ready and be ready when you see the opportunity to seize your moment, to seize the moment and bring glory to God. Okay. Um, and, and I've, I'm telling you, I've seen this everywhere in the word of God. I've seen it in the, in the story of, uh, in the book of Genesis, uh, chapter uh, 42, I believe 37, 38, 39, 40, all of those chapters have to do with Joseph and you see it in the story of Joseph as well. Okay. You see where Joseph got, you know, sold and, and all the hardships he took and, and happened to him. But at the end he says, this happened so that many may be saved. So, I'm telling you, are there some things coming that are going to be hard? Yes, there's going to be things coming that are going to be hard. Um, and the last thing I'm going to say today is, uh, tonight, uh, earlier today as I was praying, I asked God why. Uh, I said, God, why, why are we dealing with COVID-19? Why? Uh, and I was hearing R.T. Kendall say the other day, um, it's important that you ask why. Sometimes we think, well, you, we, it doesn't matter. We don't have, no, God wants you to ask why. God wants you to seek him boldly, humbly, and ask him why, okay? Uh, and so today I, I did that, and I asked the Father why. And so, um, I'm just going to tell you guys what the God gave me, and that's it. I'm only going to tell you what God gave me. And so as I was praying today, I was asking the Father, what's going on? Why, why are we dealing with COVID-19? And I had my eyes closed, and I prayed that the Holy Spirit would lead me. And so I closed my Bible, and I opened my Bible with my eyes closed, and I put my hand on where I wanted, uh, where God, the Holy Spirit led me because my eyes were closed. And God brought me to Jeremiah 10. And so, I want you to understand something. God did not make COVID-19 happen. God did allow it to happen. 
And there is a difference. So God didn't cause COVID-19, but God is allowing it. And one of the main reasons, and again, the, the spirit of prophecy is to be judged by prophets. So this, this is for everyone that wants to, to judge these words. Please, by all means, judge it. This is what the Holy Spirit gave me today as I was praying. He brought me to Je Jeremiah 10, and I read the entire chapter. And one thing stood out to me today, and it says this, verse 21, For the shepherds of the people have become like brutes, irrational and stupid, and have not searched for the Lord or asked about him or realized their need for him. Therefore, they have not been wise and have not prospered, and all their flocks are scattered. Okay, one, I understand the book of Jeremiah, I understand why it was written, I understand that he was talking about the captivity and Babylon and, and all sorts of things. But I also understand that the word of God is alive and active. And God gave me this word today, and he, he, he literally gave it to me. My eyes were closed, and he, boom, he brought me to this word. And I, I understood something. You know, when 9-11 when happened, everybody started running to the churches. Everybody. I mean, it, it was crazy. You couldn't get into a church because it was packed. Packed. But since 9-11, everybody's forgotten. Everybody's forgotten. Not everybody, but a lot. A lot of people. And so I was convicted because I started asking myself, when was the last time that I felt in my heart that I needed Jesus so badly as if I was in the desert dying for thirst and, and I wanted water. When was the last time that I wanted Jesus that bad? When was the last time that I, I, I needed the word of God just to get by today? And so I want to encourage you guys tonight. I want you to understand that you can ask why. You have angels at your disposal. God is with you. I want you to understand this. L listen, please listen to me. I do not want anyone to leave here scared or fearful or anything like that. God is in control. God is sitting on the throne. God has angels, and the angels are standing by, and everyone in heaven right now is paying attention to what's going on in the earth. And like Pastor Daisy said, your words have power. You don't know it. You might not realize it. You, we may not know until we get to heaven, but your words have power. And so Jeremiah 10 is what God gave me. I want you guys to read it at home. I want you to dissect it. I want you to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal it to you. Uh, and I want you guys to ask God why. I want you to start to seek God with all your heart. And I want you to ask the Holy Spirit to convict you in love. Because, like I said, there, there are some things that are coming that are going to be hard for America. For the entire world, but also for America. But those are opportunities for you and for me to display the glory of God. And I'm going to leave you with this last example. Um, and it's leaving me right now. Um, Jesus' friend, let me see, the one that died. Lazarus. Lazarus, thank you. 
Listen, Lazarus died, and the disciples still were clueless, right? They're like, well, what's going on? Jesus said, we're going to, you know, I got to go back. Lazarus asleep. Well, if he's sleeping, that's good, Jesus. You know, that's, that means the, the fever's going to leave him. And then finally, Jesus gets upset and is like, all right, fine, Lazarus died. Because, you know, they just, they weren't getting it. They weren't getting it. So Jesus finally said, okay, fine, Lazarus is dead. And they're all like, oh, man, they're all shocked. And so they start walking, and they go. And Jesus is going, and listen, they came to Jesus and told them that Lazarus was sick. Could Jesus have healed them right there and then? Absolutely. Jesus could have said right there and then, be healed in Jesus' name. He didn't even have to go. He could have said, be healed right now. Receive strength, and he would have received it. But he died and resurrected so that God would receive the glory. So what, I'm, what, am I, what am I saying? Are bad things coming? Yes. But good things are coming as well. Because me and you are on this earth, and we were made for a su such a time as this. Make no mistake about it. You were not a mistake. God knew that you were going to be alive in 2020, and he has you here for a reason. So we, I, I love you guys. I want you to know that God is in control, that his angels are all around us. All we have to do is pray. Uh, and that I want you guys to press in even uh, further. And like Pastor Daisy said, please do not give up. There's more. There is more that God has for us. And I love what Pastor Daisy said today. The year 2020 has not been a wash for me. It has been an amazing year of growth, uh, of testing of faith, of conviction of my own faith, uh, of, of sharpening my own, my own sword, of sharpening and, and tuning my ear to the Father, uh, of getting on my face even more, of fasting. And so I, I count that a huge win in my life. And that can be the same for you. So I love you guys. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and pray, and then we're going to close out. Oh, Father God, I thank you. God, you who created the heavens and the earth, Father God, I thank you. Thank you for your love and for your mercy, God, and your faithfulness, Father. You are so faithful to your people, God. You love us. You've redeemed us. You sent your only son, Jesus, to die for us on the cross. God, I thank you for your son. I thank you for the sacrifice. God, I thank you that who the Son sets free is free indeed, God. And I ask in the name of Jesus, God, that you would blow your uh, fresh wind, God, of the Holy Spirit on your people tonight. God, that you would convict them with love tonight. That you would allow them to understand and perceive what is taking place. And that you would help them, God. Give them strength and courage, Father God, as you gave Joshua, God. Give them strength and courage that they would stand up in a time like today, in a time like 2020, and be bold and be brave for your kingdom, God. Father, we love you. And I ask right now in the name of Jesus, Father God, that you would bless your people. Father God, I ask in the name of Jesus that you would cover us with your blood. Father God, as, as the Passover, as the original Passover, God, in Egypt, Father, as they, as they put the blood over their doorposts, 
The angel of death did not touch them. God, I pray that right now in the name of Jesus, God, over the congregation, God, and everyone listening right now, God, that the blood of Jesus would cover them right now, that the spirit of death would go around them because your blood is on them, God, in the name of Jesus, that wherever they would go, they would bring blessing, God, in the name of Jesus, Father God. I declare healing, God. I declare Psalms 91 over their lives, God, that whenever they, as they dwell under your shadow, God, that you would be their shield, that you would deliver them and protect them from the deadly pestilence, God, or, or from the terror of night, God, or from the arrows that fly by day, God, that you, God, would deliver us from all evil. God, we love you, and we thank you, and we choose to believe. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you guys. Have a great night.